Hey everybody and welcome back to BRIM, a global community at the intersection of climate innovation and justice. Today we are in Denmark in a town called Fredericia and speaking with the CEO of a group called Canabrin and they are responsible for an amazing project happening on the coastline of what once was an industrial port city for shipping and for other industries and now is reimagining itself into a new green space that I think a lot of other towns can learn from, including you know, where my family on my dad's side comes from in the south of Wales. So really hope everyone enjoys this episode, episode number 12, and thanks so much for being here. There we go. All right, well, awesome. Um, thank you so much, Peter, for for taking time out of your day today and only a week into your new role. So um, I know it's a busy time, but um, thank you, Peter. Kirketoft. Hopefully, Kirketoft. Yeah. is that right? Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's almost right. Pretty almost good right. for uh, non-Danish <laughs> native speaking. So oh, I appreciate perfect. that. That's very generous. Um, thank you for, for taking the time to- Yes, you're welcome. So yeah, I mean, I I love to start out if you if you don't mind um, telling us a little bit about about you and um, your experience growing up and um, you know I, I was I was very lucky to to have a chance to meet you briefly last week uh, in Fredericia, but um, would love to hear you know press rewind for yeah. a little bit and tell us a little bit about you and um, your past and growing up. Yeah. Well, I, I grew up in a, a town called Vaile, uh, 25 kilometers from uh, from Fredericia, uh, in a small, small uh, suburb uh, village with only, I think, 250 households. So that is very small town scale. Wow. Uh, and living there for for my entire youth and also uh, going to the high school in 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 Vaile. Uh, Vaile was back then uh, one of the rich towns of the of the yeah, area uh, and we were looking to Fredericia. I, I remember looking there uh, very industrialized uh, chimney standing in the middle of the town uh, smoking down into Fredericia and I was saying to myself I will never Going live there <laughs> because the smoke and smug everywhere where you you come. Mm. But uh, uh, I think uh, coincidences, uh, life brought me here, and I opened my eyes and and found out that it was much more than than just uh, chimneys and mm. and blue blue workers in the town. But we have a green. We have the beach, we have the sea, we have everything within five minutes from the downtown center. So I, I pretty much fell in love with the, with the town and the possibilities it, it has here. Uh, after I was finished in the high school, I, I went to, to become an engineer and I actually uh, was educated as a power, power electric engineer. Uh -huh. and, and worked as such for the first five or seven years of my career, uh, different uh, positions, uh, 
the first I I, I did was uh, uh, developing uh, control systems for uh, sun power and sun uh, heating uh, oh, really? systems. Uh, did that for more or less two years cool. uh, in a startup company. Uh, but it was a startup. I was the only one who handled the hardware, and then there were two doing the software part. It was very hard. It was long days. It was startup. It was crying. It was laughing, and it was uh, just. Uh, I love uh, that. I can resonate yeah. with that for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, after that, I, I went to uh, consulting uh, and started out uh, making installations in the. Yeah, in all kinds of buildings, uh, primary schools and uh, uh, apartments, uh, sitting there, uh, just making contacts, uh, light uh, switches, etc. Uh, it was great and taught me a lot about uh, how to build houses. Uh, uh, it was in a company uh, far from, from home. I had uh, 100 kilometers right every day uh, so it was a uh, one and a half hour uh, in the car every day so i found a a company close to to my home uh, changed to there and continued uh, doing the same but it was a small division of the company and you had to be able to do everything uh, so i i i pretty soon went to be a uh, project manager and had a talent uh, doing so. So I left uh, the consulting, uh, electrical consulting part of the, the business and was almost only a, a project manager and was that for, for five years also being a client's consultant in some projects and found that I was good at the early stages of uh, planning a building. Uh, the possibility opened and I, I got a, a position as a, a manager <clears throat> of a division in, in also in a consultant uh, uh, company. And I had 15, 20 uh, colleagues under me and that I was there for, for a couple of years, changing to, to Kobe and continued uh, client consultant work. Uh, and also I had different uh, positions at uh, stand in for when people were leaving. Uh, I had different uh, division <laughs> manager uh, assignments and went back to, to client consulting every time because I, I found the, the working around uh, the early stages were more, more interesting than having people working for me. And it was hard uh, doing both at the same time. Uh, uh, under, after a couple of years there, Friedrich uh, Theater had an open position uh, wanting their new project manager uh, yeah creating a, a hundred million uh, US dollar uh, theater uh, wow. at the harbor of, of Rydoritia, one kilometer from where I was living. And I found the, the assignment 
so interesting. I, I had to apply for it and I was lucky to, to get it uh, working for the steering board, uh, which were the municipality. It was the theater and it was Canelbyn, who was my three uh, buses doing so. And it's a beautiful theater, absolutely beautiful theater. It, it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> and the Fred Ratio Theater were uh, at that time setting new standards for musical theater in at least in northern europe and i would say it would it it, it was uh, competitive with uh, the london uh, western theaters so mm -hmm. it was very high standard unfortunately uh, it didn't <laughs> the, the theater closed it didn't work out yeah it, it didn't work out so I had to leave and I got back to Kobe and was has been there for three years since then. They're still working a bit with the theater, but when uh, COVID was uh, coming, uh, it was the, the end of the theater and it, it didn't make it out. Uh, so I have been working with other theaters in, in Denmark. I've been working with... Uh, different kind of founding uh, uh, buildings uh, and also early stages of, of very interesting uh, projects uh, since then. Uh, I think just before New Year, uh, last year, uh, the position as a project uh, director for the Canelbyn uh, was opened and uh, I was looking interested. At, at that position and uh, when it came out the position in in april i was applying for it and uh, luckily after some rounds I, I got the position and yeah i started six days ago now so uh, <laughs> i'm awesome. very new into <laughs> to it but i have done uh, different projects in in canadian uh, still so i, I know uh, the area, I know the project, I know the people working around it. So it is both, it's very new, but it's also uh, getting home because uh, one of the day uh, in a working week on a theater, I was actually sitting uh, in the office of Canadian. So I knew the project already, uh, more or less. Got it. So, yeah. That's a great story. And thank you for, for sharing. I, I definitely share your... Um, your affinity towards the ups and downs of early stage work, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, as you said, I, the tears and the laughter of being in something so early stage. It's, it's how it is. Uh, yeah. But most of the time you're fulfilling a dream. Uh, it can be the dream of a, a board. It can be a dream uh, of a director. It can be a dream of, uh, yeah. Or your own dream, right? Yeah, or, or my own dream. Uh, achieving being being back in Fredericia definitely seems like it's Absolutely. it's a coming home and yeah. a, a coming home to a dream of yours as well. Yeah. So yeah. to that to that point, um, would you tell us a little bit about Fredericia? You know, I, I I've had the joy of being there a few different times, but um, yeah. I don't think too too many people know about about no. the town. Um, so. From, from the time that you've been there, um, you know, maybe beforehand, I, I'd love to hear about your experience there and maybe some yeah. history about the town. With, when I was moving here uh, 15 years ago, 
it was still a blue blue colored uh, working city. Uh, many many people working in hard industry, uh, either in the shipyard or in the uh, fertilizer industry, uh, which yeah. both were lying uh, downtown of Fredericia. So uh, when you were downtown, it was uh, blue colored workers you you were seeing. Yeah. Uh, in in the city, uh, it was a city uh, who who just got around uh, fifty thousand uh, citizens since uh, are living here. So it's a uh, compared in Denmark, it is uh, it's an okay size, but compared to the world, it's a very small town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I I don't think that the the self thinking about the city was uh, uh, how how you say it uh, you, the, the, in Fredericia we we didn't think so much about ourselves uh, just getting along uh, getting here looking to other towns uh, where they had a football team they had uh, yeah. different things working for them uh, not that much of a development uh, at that time but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some uh, it, it was uh, uh, the city uh, government at, at that time who t- took a decision uh, first of all the, the fertilizer uh, fabric was uh, closing in 2004 and uh, the city bought it uh, the, the area uh, mm-hmm. which were about 15 acres hectares of land uh, just downtown, and then they also bought the shipyard and told them that they had to move. So, and that gave some. <laughs> I think uh, it, it was a, a big saying, and actually the mayor lost uh, the 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 coming election because of that. And oh, I see. So they the the ship the shipping company at on the on the water yeah. down. And yeah. then, and then the city bought the land. Yeah, on, and, and said you have to. You the whole the whole industry has to move. Yeah, out. yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah. so all the blue collar workers who were working inside uh, Fredericia is an old uh, town, uh, an old Garnetian. Uh, is that the the way of saying it? Uh, and yeah, and it's an old town. Um, it's an, an old, old town. It's yeah. a planned town with straight streets. It was here that the military were in the western part of Denmark, and mm-hmm. uh, when the Swedes or the Germans were were coming, it was always fighting uh, in Fredericia and in Copenhagen. So, if you wanted to to have the western part of Denmark, you had to to have Fredericia as well. So right. you guys have that beautiful castle with the ramparts that were exactly well, you know, well built for those purposes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, the ramparts is uh, it, inside that is the old part of the town, and then you have all the suburbs on the on the outside. Uh, mm-hmm. So in within the the ramparts, uh, all heavy industry was was closing down, and uh, I think it was two or three thousand. Workplaces you just uh, snapped out in, in less than five years. So of course wow. that that will have uh, a consequence. Yeah, and that, that's so interesting. And I just just quickly, um, it reminds me a lot of um, 
a town where where my ancestors come from yeah. in the south of Wales, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. called Merthyr Tydfil, and it's just north of Cardiff. Yeah. Um, but back in the mid 1800s, uh, it was a huge coal mining town. Okay. So during the Industrial Revolution, yeah. it was one of the centers of, you know, where coal was being transported from, you know, from Merthyr to all over the world. Yeah. Um, and they're going through a very similar process of trying to figure out you know, how do you transition out of that, right? How do you, and that, that, that's one of the things that I love about the, the story you were telling me about Fredericia too, was, um, this moment of, of shifting away from that. Um, it seems like the mayor, he, he made that decision to some extent and then lost the election. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but you t- tell me a little bit about that, about that transition, because I, it's something that I yeah, think a lot of towns are trying to figure out right now. Um, the transition was that uh, you, you had to reinvent yourself. Uh, what, what, what are you? If you're not an industrial town, what are you then? And uh, I think that uh, this, if, if I should say one single point who, which made the difference was uh, Friedrich of Theatre uh, mm. achieving huge success uh, going from 15,000 uh, if, if you had one uh, play uh, and you could sell 15,000 tickets it was a huge success mm-hmm. and then we got to 100,000 250,000 and 200,000 and compared remember that in Denmark you have uh, at that point five and a half million people living here so it is more or less one five uh, percent uh, of the yeah. of the Danish population who has been in and seeing the biggest shows and huge success. Uh, that was the turning point, and people became proud of the Russia Theater. Uh, you suddenly saw that the people was rising up, uh, mm. and being proud of where they were coming from, telling about it, and. Uh, it was definitely a huge, huge success. And people came here from far away, uh, c- coming uh, 150, 200 kilometers to see place in uh, Fredericia uh, and acknowledging what a beautiful town it actually was with the harbor development, with the beach, with the Rembrandts, uh, with many, many uh, new uh, restaurants, cafes etc the shopping life was uh, improving and everything was uh, living good from from Florida theater so yeah mm-hmm. I think that that was the, the mm-hmm. single point making the change as I see it right yeah and I, I feel like one of the toughest parts is you know this is sort of this concept of the just transition yeah. for a lot of towns is how, how do you think about transitioning away from being a industrial port city or a coal mining town where so many families rely on the jobs that come from that, you know, to put food on the table. And how do you have that conversation with those workers too, right? Um, one of the things I remember you telling me is that the, the shipping yard is still functioning, yeah. but in a different manner, right? Yeah, they, they, they moved uh, to an old uh, shipyard, uh, which were closed a few years before. 
and they were hungry for for having this industry because uh, that was a smaller town and they needed it more than than Fredericia and many of the workers were were just traveling forth and back from Fredericia to to Odense where it's uh, is placed uh, right. and it the the I think that the owner of the shipyard uh, is happy that he moved now because he his uh, his business has improved a lot and he, uh, are able to having bigger ships now uh, than he had uh, so it is big big ships that they are maintaining and repairing at that shipyard so I, I think that they, they won uh, from it and uh, Fredericia also gained uh, from it uh, moving it out of the of the downtown uh, and creating new jobs uh, within the uh, transport sector especially and also the energy sector Fredericia uh, is lying more or less in the middle of Denmark uh, you can go to everywhere from from here in in less than uh, two hours approximately you can reach the rest of Denmark and it is also placed in in a connection point for the railroad and for the highways and of course all shipping is going uh, past here at least and therefore we have many shipping companies uh, getting here and also still we have lots of uh, containers going across the, the docks and uh, many bulk uh, carriers is also uh, heading into to Fredericia still. So we have the industry at the harbor still, but it's not the heavy industry uh, downtown anymore. So right. we converted uh, from from heavy industry into the transport sector and uh, education. Uh, mm -hmm. So, And what about education um, in terms of building new schools or... Uh, we we have uh, technical uh, education. We uh, have a very big uh, technical. Uh, I, I don't think it's a college, but a high school uh, where you can have different kinds of. Uh, you can be educated uh, electrical, uh, plumber, uh, transport industry, uh, different kinds there. Uh, carpenter, etc. So you have all the blue-colored workers getting here, and also we have a uh, machine—not the machine engineers, but the the, the ones who are sailing uh, and standing down in an engine. Uh, we have one of the best uh, schools in in, in Denmark uh, educating them. So we have 200 uh, high educated, uh, uh, mm. yeah, here as well. So. And we want to gain more educations, if possible, also from the college and above. Uh, so a master and, and bachelor level. Yeah. Well, that's a great a great story and a great example of, you know, just because you're transitioning away from the heavy industry, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that all the jobs have to to leave. Exactly. You know, there are ways to to continue to support those families that are yeah, yeah. that have relied on on that for yeah. for generations. Yeah. Um, you know, one of while the from the time I was there, um, one of the programs that really stood out to me, as you know, <laughs> was the the Grow Your City initiative. Yeah. And um, you know, I before I uh, <laughs> go off about why I love it so much. 
Um, would you tell people a little bit about what the initiative is? And um, I know it, you weren't working on it when it started, but if there's yeah. some history you can tell about, yeah, I, I about the can. program, that would be well, great. It is actually started uh, 15 years ago, right, almost right after uh, we took over or the uh, Canadian was uh, was founded. Uh, because you you suddenly had uh, 15 20 uh, hectares uh, downtown and city just open land uh, more or less so how do you get people going there uh, what is their goal to, to get there except for for just walking around and fishing uh, so uh, some had the the good idea uh, to have the Grow Your City initiative. And for a start, it was, I think, 50 uh, pallets uh, with, with frames on uh, who was the start. And then, it, not slowly, the first two years, it was rather slow, but then suddenly it took off. And now we have 500 uh, pallets with those frames. And you can have, uh, I, I, I think now it's a tin for each family can have. And you, the price is 50 kroner for a year per pallet. So you can have a garden, uh, a small garden, uh, close right. to your home, home uh, yeah, for 500 kroners uh, and, and grow are, your, your these vegetables. Pallets, these pallets, yeah. they're basically like, um, like wooden planters, right? Exactly. So a, a couple feet deep. Yeah. Um, maybe from what I saw, you know, four feet, four feet uh, times uh, six. Yes. Okay. And yeah. you're then people are growing vegetables in them or. Yeah. And planting trees, planting flowers, uh, planting whatever they, they want, strawberries, uh, potatoes, uh, everything is is grown there. Uh, I, I only think that they imagine and the, the weather is the limit. So, uh, it's it has been a, a great success uh, getting people to 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 go uh, down, and we have been moving it uh, a couple of times, and people are always moving along. Uh, and the last time we moved it, uh, we also created a container living, which are great. I think eight or ten containers where you have uh, pop-up shops, uh, coffee. Uh, ice, uh, some are selling records, old records, uh, some are renting out uh, kayaks and stand up paddle boards. Uh, and uh, awesome. you can have uh, different uh, hand, uh, handwork skills uh, uh, are, are there. So, yeah, it's a wild living town within the town uh, with mm. almost no. Uh, rules and uh, regulations, but they're ma making their own society. Uh, and it is, I think, pretty well organized. Uh, and I hope that you saw that uh, as well when you were there. Of course, there are uh, some of them that are not that well maintained anymore because now, unfortunately, we are closing uh, them down at the end of this year, but it has been a huge, huge success uh, having, and I think a very good initiative uh, that was uh, taken back then. Yeah, I was, I was very inspired by it. I thought, um, 
Well, first of all, it was an amazing way to think about reimagining the space that used to be um, you know, the physical space that used yeah. to be um, for industry and for shipping, yeah. turning it into a place where, you know, for what did you say, 500 kroner? Yeah, so, for, for 10. So it's 50 kroner. It's a little, little less than $10. A little uh, less than $10 for the year. You have yeah. um, 10 plots, yeah. um, 10 planters where you're growing your own food. And then right next to that, you have maybe your neighbor who's growing yeah. their own. You know, for me, as someone who came from New York, you know, I'm like, this is, I wish I had this growing up. Um, yeah. It also I've, reminded me of, I'm not sure. Have you been to Malmo, the town in Sweden? Yes. Yeah. So I had the chance to go there yesterday and yeah. it remind your, your program reminded me a lot of what they're working on too, because I think they were also sort of a historically industrial yeah. port and now they've built this whole green park along, along the water and the reimagining of space was, yeah. was really inspirational. And I think you, you also mentioned the, the containers. Yeah. Um, so there are some containers that little startups in town are, are using um, for different things. You said, are those, were those former shipping containers uh, yes they were <laughs> awesome. so you just uh, put in an extra door and some windows and then you had uh oh, yeah God. a 20 20 feet uh, container uh, transis transformed into a shop and and some people had transitioned them into living spaces too right? yeah yeah um that was actually a startup in in denmark uh, five years ago they had this idea 10 years maybe uh, transisting uh, container living it is called uh, putting together two uh, 20 feet containers uh, taking away the the middle part and then you have uh, yeah i i can't uh, transist it into square meters but i think if yeah a little less than 40 square meters uh, with toilet and uh, yeah, two-room apartment uh, having it so, and it is actually functioning, and it is has been upscaled in in Fredericia. It is close to where the the company has been uh, started, uh, and therefore it was uh, this that was the premiere, uh, and now they're upscaling it and making two hundred apartments uh, based wow. on on this idea. Uh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, and I think it's such a, a, an incredible lesson for, for other towns, you know, like where my, where my family comes from to think about how to, how to reimagine, uh, the space that they've been given. Uh, and I, one of the other things that I remember from our time together was, uh, the tree planting, yeah. um, and, you know, part of, part of the challenges I learned from you is that, you know, not only, you know, was there pollution in the water, but part of the shipping industry and the heavy industry, uh, fertilizers, et cetera, seeped yeah. into the soil too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about 
at least what you know of sort of that that the strategy. Yeah, I, I'm not the expert there, but, uh, <laughs> but there has been planting different kind of trees uh, in different areas where they had the the heaviest pollution uh, to investigate which trees is uh, cleaning up the soil the best. Uh, so it is actually an, a live experience lab uh, you're having here because we had the, the contaminated soil and we had to deal with it somehow and we would like to have some green uh, because if, if not we were just making a desert uh, so therefore uh, the trees also was a positive addition so luckily we, we had the need of them and also we, we, we gained uh, some from it as well, seeing uh, how well they were to to cleaning the soil uh, and so, how poor some of them, of course, also was. Some of them was uh, not a tree for for that many years <laughs> because they, they couldn't handle the, the right. pollution. Uh, and uh, we we just uh, created a, a new park uh, down through the, the entire space uh, of uh, or the the canal uh, and. Some of the trees that we have been uh, growing for 10 years were actually moved into uh, the park, uh, having now high trees uh, instead of just planting them one meter and a half high and then they had to, to grow up. So now we actually have a park that looks like a part from a start, uh, but just by moving trees that we had in the area and had to be removed. Uh, at some point anyway. So I think it has been a, a great success. Uh, I agree. Also. I agree. And I, um, I, I want to congratulate you too, because I know you're only six days in, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's been a lot of progress that, that you all have made um, in the last decades that I would say the, the sound has uh, been uh, uh, They've been lucky. Then, been uh, uh, yeah. What, what can you? The, the English word just uh, disappeared. Sorry for my for my lack of English. <laughs> but they have been uh, seeing into the future and what mm. would the development uh, be like. Mm. So, I, I think that it was a very. Uh, Forward thinking. Yeah, the, the, the municipality at that point were forward thinking and they were also, I think, uh, brave doing so. And no mm. matter the cost, they, they stuck to their decision uh, that they wanted to, to transist uh, the downtown. Mm. And we are getting there. Yes. Well, I think that's a great message. Um, and I, my last question for you is more along the lines of, you know, for, for the towns out there in the world, whether they're in Copenhagen or Denmark or Europe or anywhere across the world, yeah. right? Um, you know, do you have any words of advice? Um, you know, I, and I know that's a big question. It's a big question, but yeah, you know, but I, go ahead. I think that uh, you have to be brave and and trust that the transition will pay itself. Uh, try to give back to the the communi community uh, 
what they deserve instead of just having a hard industry in the middle of uh, the towns because the pollution uh, is so heavy uh, from it. So having pollution, pollution and uh, citizens uh, next to each other can't be the solution in the future. So go ahead and develop green spaces and and then make the right areas for for the industrial mm. part and then make it sustainable. But that is in chapter two, I think, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I look forward to chapter two. And um, so, I, I, I think that uh, we, 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 are, we are thinking a lot about uh, the sustainable uh, buildings and uh, mm-hmm. how do we uh, make buildings in the future and also building for the future, not just in the, in the now and in the present time. So well said. Yeah. Well, from the from the Grow Your City initiative to the new container living project to the park in town to the tree planting, um, congratulations! Um, this is it was so amazing to see in person, and I yes. I can't wait to see what um, what you do with it moving forward. Um, and just thank you for your time as well. I yes, you're welcome, Thomas. In the, in the anyway. early days, it's very busy. So I, yeah, I really thanks. appreciate it. But, uh, get back to me if you want anything else. And I hope to welcome you back and to see the development in, in a few years. So I look forward to that too, Petter. Thank you again. Yes, you're welcome, Thomas. Talk to you. Thanks again, everyone, so much for listening, especially if you made it all the way through the episode. I'm really excited to to hear any feedback that you all have. Um, please feel free to email me back through the Substack link or shoot me an email at thomas at brim.co. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.